Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another exciting edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I'm Pastor Vince Haney from Rama Word of Faith, the Word Church. We're going to continue on our discussion from yesterday, uh, your present condition. That's what we're going to call it. And I'm going to pick it up in John chapter 5, and I'm just going to start at verse 1. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool which is called in Hebrew Bethesda having five porches in these lay a great multitude of sick sick people blind lame paralyzed waiting for the movement or the stirring or the troubling of the water for an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water then whoever stepped in first and the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he or she had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 35 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he already had been in that condition a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I am coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed, and walked. And that day was the Sabbath. So anyway, like we were saying, today if you hear his voice hard not your heart and people always say well i don't hear from the lord well you just heard from him right then because him and his word are one and he's the same yesterday today and forevermore and as you're studying the scriptures that's why the bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing not just audibly but receiving the word of god that that guy actually received this time he said when jesus said something he knew jesus spoke a ram of word and he responded and got up and we just want to encourage people out there today just listening. You might be feel you might feel like you're stuck in your situation. You've been there for 35 no years. No hope. And ain't nobody there to help you. Well, Jesus says in Matthew 11:28, "Come to me, all who are are, are burdened and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. For my yoke is easy and my burdens are light." He says, "Come learn of me." This guy over here in John 5, he he learned of Jesus that day. Yeah, and he's still saying, remember, he's the same yesterday, today, forevermore. He said, come learn of me. And if Jesus, the power of God that was working through Jesus, was able to heal the blind, the lame, the deaf, cast out demons, and do all the other miracles, it's still available today. And you just have to respond in faith when, he, when you hear his voice. And again, you're going to hear God's voice through people now. I was reading yesterday something I got. It says, God gives us his word so it to be spoken back to him he wants us to repeat what he said 
And that's why we say amen. <laughs> that's all that so means. So be it. Yeah, so be it. I, I agree with it. So, again, for those, especially those who are, are in the household of faith, who are God's children, you have an inheritance. The Bible says you're an heir with God and a joint heir with Christ. And, and the blessings of Abraham is upon you, too. And the blessings from Jesus, which is Ephesians 1, 3 says, he's blessed us with all spiritual blessings. We have access to heaven now. But the scripture says you have not because you ask not or you ask the miss or you're double minded, unstable. You have to be specific on your request and you got to not say, oh, that's not for me. Or this just been our families. We've been like this for years and years and years. My dad had a bad temper. Yeah. I got one. Well, too. well, diabetes just runs in our family. Well, you're in the new family now. Remember, anybody being Christ is a new creation. Yeah, You got born again into the family of God into the kingdom of God. And now you have access to heaven and all of heaven's provision. Uh, I heard a pastor say, and I believe it, and I teach and preach this too. All the supply is already there. He says that he says he's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. And he says, this is reserved for us in heaven. So the supply is there. You just got to place a demand on it. It's there. You place a demand on it by faith. And I always tell people this. Faith begins where the will of God is known. Once you know where the will of God is and it's in his word, you can put some faith in it. Okay, well, he did that for so-and-so, the man by the pool. Sure, I'm by the pool too, <laughs> just in this time. Well, well, he'll do it for you. You just got to receive his word. Again, I posted on Facebook the other day, people, this was a cartoon. This guy said, Lord, Lord, speak to me. He's looking up into the clouds. Lord, Lord, speak to me. And the Lord just puts his hand through the cloud and shoves a Bible at him <laughs> like this. <laughs> here he is right here. Here's my word. I'm going to speak to you. God in his word is like wet and water. You can't separate it. You get him, you get his word. You get his word, you get God. Remember, Jesus even said it. And Jesus said, it is written, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word. God's already said enough. And then there's revelation in his word. There's illumination. He gives you his word is forever giving birth to new facets of revelation. I was reading something the other night and didn't see it. And then I know I read that passage at least 100 times. But the other night when I read it, boom, something exploded in me. I say, thank you, Lord. You, I didn't see that. But I understand that your word is always giving birth. It's constantly like, giving. That goes back to when people say, well, I read the Bible once. It's like. You need to study oh, it yeah, now. That's you okay, to... but uh, that's not enough. Well, he shows us new stuff in it. Cause his every word, time, every time you read it, that, that's why new. the Bible says his word is living and it's powerful. Living means it's always moving and, and right. active. It's always at work. Yeah, it's always at work. I couldn't have said it any better. It's always at work. So you need to lay hold to his word, which is the truth. And anything that's contrary to the truth, if you lay hold on it, it's going to have to line up. The, the circumstance is going to eventually have to line up with the truth if you keep declaring it. Remember, he said in his word, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Remember what I said? God give us his word so we can speak it back to him. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. He said, let the sick say what? Now, this is for the people that's in the family. You 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 can't operate this principle till you get in the family. Yeah, yeah. Remember, he said to those who outside, he spoke in a parable. But to those who are his, he, he reveals the secret things. So this is, and again, you can get in the family just by believing in your heart, confessing with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, that God did send him uh, to die for the sins of humanity. And he raised them up three days later. Upon that confession of faith, you're in the family. That's it.
Yeah, you don't have to go before a board of deacons. Oh, no. You don't have to go. <laughs> you don't got to go get confirmed, huh? You, no, you don't have to go and have somebody tell you it went, it worked for you. You just got to believe. You just have to believe. And that's where I was, especially the second time. When I, when I told you last <laughs> last other day when the wife of the pastor said I wasn't uh, saved, I was whoa. But I didn't give up there. I was like the woman with the issue. I pressed. <laughs> I went to another faith conference of Dr. Price, and I, he gave that invitation again. I said, let me give it another shot. Maybe I'm better now. <laughs> I gave it another, the old college try, and the guy went over the same stuff with me, the same material. He went back over it. I said, well, I did that. He said, well, boy, brother, you saved. You got born again six months ago. Really? Somebody done cheated me out of my <laughs> salvation. You got people out there like that, Richard. They'll tell oh, you that, that's what religion will do. It'll tell you, you got to do this, that, that, jump over two camels, bring this in, two turtle doves, a lamb, and all that, and put it on the altar. And you have to do a whole bunch of other stuff after that too. And you got to do and the you hokey. Keep doing it. You got to do the hokey pokey See, and, and you turn yourself around. <laughs> yeah, you got to do all that. No, you don't got to keep doing that. You got to keep believing. That's what it is. You got to keep believing. Remember, we go from faith to faith to glory See, to glory. See, people think they got to keep God happy. Somehow they got to keep their salvation. We was talking at the broadcast. I told them a couple Sundays at the service, my sin, my shortcomings is no business of the devil once I'm saved. It's that, me and daddy's business. It ain't his business if I miss the mark no more. Because here's the deal, and I'm going to tell you, the other pastors might not tell you this. You miss the mark, God still loves you. His love don't change. Actually, it increases. Because we got to realize, too, study, don't just read the Bible, study it. Everybody in there got used broken people. Broken well, if people. If been looking for perfect people, he wasn't going to be using anybody. Right, right, right. Well, because broken people started after the fall in the garden. Every man from that point was broken people. You don't have to teach a child how to sin. You don't have to teach them to lie. You don't, you don't have to teach them to hoard their toys. They were born that way. Yeah, it <laughs> just there. comes natural. It comes natural. And as you grow up and if you never get exposed to the truth, that's just going to increase. You get worse. The scriptures say evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. That's just going to happen. I tell people, you know, what's a dog's nature? A dog's nature is the bark. A cat's nature is the meow. A pig's nature is the unk. A cow's nature is the moo. A a sinner's nature is the, and a sinner's nature is the sin. (laughs) Right. See, we shouldn't be that surprised when when people who aren't believers sin. That's what they're supposed to do. Natural. Right, we'd be like, wow, no. Yeah, we always seem surprised when people sin. Right, well, it's, 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 an, it's, an, it's a, we were born, remember, born in, in something shaped in iniquity, born in sin, shaped in iniquity. And again, if you're not constantly moving towards practicing righteousness, we'll go back to what's comfortable. That old man, he likes to, res- that old sin nature man, he likes to resurrect. That's why Paul got a revelation. I crucify my flesh daily. Meaning I'm nailing this thing to the cross. I, I'm killing it daily. You have to do that. Meaning that's that old person. You got to tell him, no, no, no. Sin shall not have dominion over me anymore. You're dead. Christ has redeemed me from the curse. You got to say stuff like that. It may sound foolish, but words are powerful. You got to declare that to you. I do it constantly. And then you have to believe it. Yeah, you got to believe it. Yeah, this is the yeah, truth. Because that's, that's, that's what the, I'm saying, the truth. Right, but I mean, that's why... The Bible talks about being double-minded because you you might say it, but you don't actually. And, really and we believe. got people like that in the body of Christ. They, yeah. they 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 believe in God, but they're not believing God. Ooh, that's a revelation. They believe in God, but they're not believing God. 
When he says your sin and your iniquity, I shall remember no more. I'll throw it in the sea of unforgiveness. In 1 John 1, 9, he said, if you confess your sin, this is Christians. If you confess your sin, he's faithful and just to forgive your sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Well, you, I, I actually believe in God and I'm believing when he say that too. Because I practice that one a lot. <laughs> I have to because I don't know when I'm going to miss the mark. Or bad. Jesus said if you have a bad thought, you sinned. Right. Yeah, so, he, he doesn't make it easier, he <laughs> makes it harder. Right, right, right. But the point is, the reason why is so that we'll realize that we're all sinners. That's the purpose of the law. The purpose of the law is to let you know you're a sinner. Right. And that you actually need salvation. Well, and the purpose of the truth of God's word is to know you you have an advocate with the Father. First John 1, 9. Yeah, you have an advocate. I, I don't say this so you will sin, but just know that if you do. You have an advocate have with the Father. An advocate is like your attorney in a court of law. He's your mouthpiece. And the Bible says Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, making intercessions for us. Yeah, for those who are his yeah. children, he is making intercessions. He is like our defense attorney and the judge. <laughs> That's why I tell non-Christians, well, only God can judge me. I'm in his family now. And, and my sin or my shortcomings is not none of Satan's business. I have an advocate with the Father. I, I, I win. Have Jesus before us, who can be against us? Right. I have a great high priest, Jesus Christ. You know, he, when he said it was finished, it was finished. Past, present, and future. So I'm good. So I, I go through life with that attitude, with that mindset. Remember, let this mind be in you that's also in Christ Jesus, who thought it not uh, to be equal with God. So we're equal with God because we're part of the body of Christ. We're God's children. Scripture says in Romans, we're heirs with God and joint heirs with Christ. Well, well I'm going to let that mind be in me. And I ain't going to have no sense of guilt and inferiority because i understand i'm redeemed i'm restored and i'm on the i'm now in the god class now, now. there now there are a lot of christians hearing that whose great fear is that people are going to hear richard and vince talking like this and think now i can do whatever no, i want we're not giving you a license to sin and we ain't talking to that bunch who's looking for the sin we're talking to people who are moving in righteousness and just saying hey you have a right to this my children in our home well, they know what's expected, you know, in the family. But if they get a bad grade, you know, we ain't going to cast them out of the family. No, you can't eat for a year. No, we're going to encourage you. Get back up. We're going to lift you up. And that's what a responsible what, what parent does. What help do you need? Yeah, well, what that's, do you need? Yeah, that's what a responsible parent does. What help do you need? Right. Do we need to get you a tutor? Do I need to spend more time with you? What do, mm -hmm. we, what do we need to do to help you? Well, it's I need not, to take what away do this... I need to do to condemn you and make sure that you don't do any better than you have so far? No, that's the, the Bible says, see, if you study, show yourself approved. The Bible says it's Satan who condemns. He's the, called the accuser of the brethren. <laughs> He's always accusing God, the saints, day and night. Look what you did. And he's going to use you, too. He's going to give those thoughts, ideals, and suggestions to your mind. Yeah, you know you did this. You know you did that. Look at you. You can't do nothing right. He's the accuser of the brother, and he works just like God works. In your thoughts. So you got to know who's speaking to you. Right. What he, voice he, are you listening to? And he never quits. And either. you got to understand. That's why, again, back to studying the scripture. You got to understand how to cast down every thought and every imagination that doesn't line up with God's word. You got to say, no, I, I don't receive that. Hit the delete button on any thought that's condemning. That's not, that's not line up with his word. Oh, I don't receive that. That ain't from God. That's from the accuser. Satan and the Bible says he's a liar. He's been a liar. He's the author of lies. And this is <laughs> right. And this is why you have to know scripture. You got because to. <laughs> Jesus quoted scripture to the devil when the devil had come to him. 
That's what we have to be able to do. You have to know some scripture in your head so that when the devil comes to you and he's telling you these lies, you can tell him, nope, God is faithful. Nope, God is faithful. He'll never nope, leave me God is faithful. He always causes me to triumph. He always gives me the victory. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not No want. weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. See, and you need to know those things. You need to <laughs> at least that much scripture memorized so that, so that, as you say, when the devil comes to you, and he's going to, he's not going to just quit. He's not going to just give up. But when he comes to us and he starts telling us lie after lie about how nobody loves you, nobody cares about you, God doesn't even care about you anymore, you know you're just never going to be good enough. You just know you're never going to be made perfect. You just know, look at how you screwed up yesterday. Oh, God can't possibly love you anymore after last night. Right, that right. you can tell him that those are lies. Oh, he used to get me like that all the time, Richard, Till I started growing, increasing in the knowledge of the Lord's will. And then I, I learned, oh, I can cast down those thoughts and imaginations or anything that exalts itself or attempts to exalt itself against the knowledge of God. Well, here's the deal. Like you said, you have to know the knowledge, understand the knowledge Amen. of God. And then you know what to cast down. I tell people, you know, uh, chew up the meat and spit out the bone. And mostly what Satan has, it ain't no good. So just, just spit that out and uh, just keep walking in your righteousness and knowing who you are in Christ. And he says he will perfect those things which concern you that he who began a good work in you will complete it. And Paul declared this, that which I've committed to him, he's able to keep. I've committed my yeah, soul he, to it. He yeah, is yeah. able to keep. He, he's able Not, to keep. I'm going to have yeah, to try to uh, somehow keep it. Well, well remember, we've, been, we've been purchased with the precious blood of Jesus. We belong to him. Remember, Lord. And if God did this when we were enemies of God, what will he hold back now that we're the children of God? The That's Bible why says. it's a revelation. You have to understand and you just you you build upon that. You don't go back. You keep building faith to faith, glory to God. You keep increasing in the knowledge of the if Lord's God will. God before me, who's going to be against me? And, and you'll be a star for God. You'll fulfill purpose and destiny, and you won't live a defeated life. Because Jesus said, "I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly." I can't have an abundant life if my thought life is all jacked up. I'm letting Satan just suggest and say all these things in my head and I'm, t I'm receiving it. No, I got to understand. Yeah, like I guess we, he's right. Like we were saying, when you were speaking earlier, the Lord was just revealing this to me, this truth. And you were saying, knowing the word in Ephesians six, he's called the word of the God, the sword of the spirit. Well, that's what you use to fight with a sword. So he said, his word is the sword of the spirit. And my mouth is what I execute that sword with. So I, that's what I fight the enemy with. That's what I fight those thoughts with. I can cast them down, but I can re I got to replace them with the truth. I got to cast the lie down and replace it with the truth. Well, God's word is the truth. Well, you know, the Bible says whatever is good, whatever is true, whatever is pure, whatever is noble, whatever is excellent or praiseworthy. You think on these. I always like to tell people God is the original positive thinker. You know, yes. we hear about these other positive thinkers. Norman and that's good. And all <laughs> God is the original positive thinker. He says, whatever's good, whatever's true, whatever's pure, whatever's noble, whatever is excellent, think on these things. He doesn't say, boy, whatever will depress you, whatever will bring you down, whatever will make you sad, whatever's terrible, whatever's bad in your life. Think." On. He says, no, whatever's good, whatever's true, whatever's pure, whatever's noble, whatever is excellent or praise, think on these things, he says. So God wants us to think about the positive things in our life and the positive things around us and not wallow in our self-pity, not wallow in how... 
it must be amazing sometimes for God, all the things that he gives us, how he watches out for us, how he protects us, how he provides for us, and then to have his children mostly think about the things that aren't working. You know, no, yeah, so you got all this depressed. stuff, you got all this stuff in your life that's working. And then you got like the two or three that's not. And that's what you're focusing on. That's what you're whining about. That's what you wish was different. And he's, I can't help but think sometimes God's going, look at all, look at what's good. Look at what's true, whatever's pure. Look at that stuff. Quit looking at these well, two or three things. That aren't again, working. as you're saying that, I'm thinking of the children of Israel in the wilderness. That's the, what his thoughts was. Wow, didn't they just see me part or see? Didn't they just see all my mighty works and my outstretched hand back in Egypt? And now they're here they are complaining. He said they are stiff-necked people. But anyway, I was just thinking also as you were speaking, how this Bible, this Word of God, is the best personal development manual I've ever studied. Well, ever, yeah. It's all in there because the wisdom of God is in there. I tell people this all the time. God wants you to succeed. He does. He, and what he wants you to succeed at is being his child and doing his will. He wants <laughs> you to make it. Right. Well, he says over in Romans, uh, those who receive the abundance of grace, he was referring to Jesus too, his abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness shall rule and reign in life as kings. That's the Amplified. He said those who received him shall rule and reign in life as kings. Well, you don't see a king with low self-esteem. You don't see a broke one. I don't care what country you're in. The king still got it going <laughs> on. But, but and the king thinks raw. He thinks high. That's why they call him your highness, your majesty. And, and Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Again, we're not taking, we believe in God, but we're not believing God. Right. You got to believe what God says, and, and, and just keep capitalizing and moving forward off that, going from faith to faith to glory to glory, and expecting what he said to manifest. I heard Dr. Price said that a long time ago when I first got saved, and I still hold on to it. He said, you got to stand on the word if it takes you 100 years for it to manifest. You got to have that type of tenacity, tenacity and, and diligence. Say, well, if it, I'm still believing for stuff, Richard, that I prayed for five, six years ago. Still believing for it's gonna manifest, and in my prayer time, I thank the Lord for it, cause I, I, cause it's still good. Remember, whatever things are good, <laughs> noble right. praise. I'm still, th and I and I go back, and you were talking earlier about uh, the guy taking up his bed, and 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 he left worshiping the Lord, but but giving thanks. And I was reminded of the lepers. Jesus said, "Well, then I healed ten of them." And only one of them came back. And, yeah, yeah, only one. But see, there's something called a, a prayer of thanksgiving where I, I'm just thanking you, Lord. I'm thanking you for, for what I believe I received, even though it ain't manifested yet. I'm still worshiping and thank you. And when Jesus told them, go show yourself to the priest, they were still looking at themselves saying, but it was the faith as they went. The scripture says, too, as they went, they were healed. Well, as they went worshiping, giving thanks. And so as you go through your day giving thanks for what you believe you receive, what you what requests you made known to him, because you ain't double minded, you're single minded. You believe well, it's a done right. deal. See, double minded would have been they looked at themselves and it's, it <laughs> doesn't seem to be working. I'm not going to go. Right, right, right. Well, go well, yeah, but it, I'm saying, but they, Jesus said they took five steps and they said, oh, it's not working. I'm just going to go back to where I was. Another one say, but but Jesus said, no, nah, I don't look like I ain't, we ain't going to draw something to the priest looking like this. See, so they started out 
But then they got double-minded because they just didn't believe it because it's not working out the way they thought and it would work says, out. And the scripture says, let that no, man going. believe he won't receive anything from the Lord. The right, one that's because you're not going to because you're double-minded because you're not going to do what God says. you got to be single-minded when so it comes God to the Lord. So God says to go or God says to do whatever it is, and then you say, well, it's not working, so I'm not going to do it. And I was just thinking about Thanksgiving, too. you got to thank the Lord for that family member you've been praying for to come out of that rut. And, and, and or that son or that daughter who have who were gone astray. You gotta I continue to thank God for sending hundreds to our ministry. Because I know uh, I'm thanking God because I pray for that and I know that's God's will. Because his desire is that none should perish, but all shall have eternal life in this whole city of Chico. So I thank him for bringing those to the ministry, prompt, diligent, dedicated, committed, sold out, tithers. Bible caring, devil stomping, demon casting out believers. Yeah, bring the weak water down once to, we'll get their faith on fire. Yeah, bring them too, but bring them so so we can we can heal them and, and set them free and and empower them. That's what God wants us to do is fivefold ministry. We we have a job to do too, Richard. He's given us a gift and anointing to to do what He's called us to do, and we're to we're supposed to feed the sheep. <laughs> but when the sheep come in, the lost sheep, the stray sheep. When they come in. The sheep that thinks it's doing all right. Yeah, yeah. Well, any sheep. You know, he, he wants them in. So we're, we have to do what we got to do and, and, and get the truth to them because that's what's going to set them free, the truth of God's word, especially when they get saved. I, I did my Easter message for a whole month. That's why I'm going to do Easter like that every year now for a whole month. It was four parts, and it was called the reality of redemption. What was accomplished through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ? How did it benefit you individually? What's in it for me? I did a whole four weeks on that, and it was a lot of revelation. Because a lot of people don't know. They think it brought religion. No, it didn't bring religion. It brought some freedom. It brought a restoration back to you and the Father with all kingdom rights and benefits. So now, yeah, you can operate just like Jesus. Because you're part of the body of Christ. You can speak some stuff. Jesus spoke to a fig tree, saying nothing going to grow on you no more. He spoke to the wind. It, peace be still. It obeyed him. He spoke to sickness. He spoke to food, multiplied it. Well, see, this what goes back to when Paul writes to Timothy and talks about the fact there'll be people that have a form of godliness, but they don't understand the power thereof. There it is right there. And we see that to this. I mean, that wasn't something that just died out in Paul's day when he's writing to Timothy. That's still alive and well today. Oh, they have boy, a form, don't I know that. they go, and they do certain things. And they look churchy. They dress up. They got the hat. They got the outfit, but, but no power. Right. They don't understand the power that God wants to give them. And not only that, they ain't going to even, uh, I was reading the other day, he said, if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my father. That means you speak about. Well, we're out of time speaking to speak. We're out of time, but we're definitely not out of word of faith. We just want to remind you as you go through this week, keep walking by faith. This broadcast has been a blessing to you. We ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us again next time on this great station for more 
Faith on Fire.